0: Welcome to the Biopractica professional podcast series. Biopractica is an Australian-owned, practitioner-only brand focusing on nutritional and herbal products proven to play a role in preventative medicine. Biopractica is committed to supporting healthcare professionals in developing their knowledge and skills so they can confidently and effectively tackle the major health challenges facing their patients today. To support this commitment, the learning hub was established by Biopractica. To offer practitioners a collection of educational resources so they can stay informed on the latest in health science research. Welcome everyone. And thank you for tuning in today. My name is Roberta Barbiolini and I'm the technical manager here at Biopractica. In today's podcast episode, we'll be looking at how cardiometabolic disease can be managed holistically using diet, lifestyle, nutrition, and other natural medicines. And joining me today for this fascinating discussion is Brenda Rosenfeld from Sydney in Australia. Brenda is a naturopath a nutritionist and a medical herbalist with more than 18 years of clinical experience. Prior to becoming a clinician, Brenda actually spent 10 years as an intensive care nurse and now she specializes in the holistic management of cardiometabolic disease and autoimmune diseases as well. She has a really strong focus in her clinical practice on correcting the underlying imbalances that may be contributing to these chronic diseases And in her clinical practice, Brenda really aims to provide her patients with the best of both orthodox medicine and natural medicine, which I think is a fantastic treatment paradigm. So welcome, Brenda, and thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you very much, Roberta. I'm so pleased to be here talking with you today. It's a topic that's very close to my heart and one that I'm extremely passionate about. And the more that I can share with others, the
0: happier I am. So to start with, Brenda, could I maybe ask you how you actually became interested in natural medicines? Like what attracted you to this field in the first place? Definitely.
1: While I was spending my initial career in healthcare as a nurse in the hospital system, I was still always very interested in nutrition, herbal medicine and natural therapies. And for myself, I would always go and get regular massages. I would see a naturopath myself. And I always knew that there was another way. In my family history, though, it had always been orthodox medicine with pharmacy, medicine, etc. So for me, looking at natural therapies wasn't an initial path that I was. Uh, geared towards taking. However I started to think that there must be more and I was enjoying it so much that I started to look into studying it for myself and it was my nursing that helped put me through college because I worked uh, part-time and I studied as well. So it was for me the marrying of both the orthodox world and the natural therapies
0: world. That's lovely. And I think, you know, a lot of people are often attracted to this profession, because they've had some kind of personal experience, either themselves or with a close friend or family member. Can I ask, was there anything like that, that attracted you to say, specializing in cardiometabolic disease, specifically?
1: No, nothing that
0: particularly
1: happened to anybody that I know, and my own health journeys have not been related to cardiovascular. However, when I was in the nursing world and working in hospitals, before I got to intensive care, I spent some time working on the wards. And when I graduated, we had to spend a year working as an intern in nursing, and we spent three months on different wards. And one of the wards that I spent time on was cardiology. And I don't know what it was about it, but I just literally fell in love with the heart. And, you know, for me, the heart being all about love and my belief in the emotional connection to illness and health, it just was a natural extension for me to move into cardiovascular. And I've just been drawn to anything related to the heart. And I know that in our industry, there are not many people that are comfortable working within the cardiovascular world. I'm not sure whether that's because of the medications or because it's so multifactorial. I'm not sure what all the reasons are, but it is an area where I feel we can really do so much good
0: and support our clients. Absolutely. And, I mean, when you look at how common cardiometabolic disease these days is, it's it's certainly something where there's, there's a high need for patients to have holistic care.
1: Absolutely. Even this morning, I was listening on the radio, they were talking to somebody on, on the radio, and she was saying that they are noticing cardiometabolic illness now in children as young as 11.
0: Wow. I mean, that's shocking. And what well, can I ask Brenda then, seeing as you do see a lot of patients with cardiometabolic disease, what kind of treatments do you routinely use for these kinds of patients? So when I'm working with them, I like to...
1: I do a lot of education with my clients. Why I'm saying that is looking at treating somebody with a cardiometabolic condition, it has to come from a lot of different angles, including diet, including Herbal medicines, nutrition, I do use a lot of homeopathy. And for me as well, it cannot be overlooked the importance of the emotional, spiritual aspects alongside lifestyle and everything else. So when I'm working with a client, the first thing I always like to find out is what their priorities are because I know as a practitioner, I know where I'd like to get the client to, but where I may like to get them to may not be where they are at within their own self. And if we can always consider their priority while the whole journey may take longer I've always thought and seen in clinical practice that the end results are so much better because we have them with us on the journey they are the ones in the driver's seat so for some people starting with diet can be too much You know, the first appointment, I might not do anything with their diet. I might plan to see that we need to look at the diet. But if they are extremely anxious and stressed, changing their diet isn't necessarily going to be successful and we might not have them as a long-term client because they're too stressed. Whereas if we can bring down some of the stress in their body first, then we can look at the diet next time. And they'll be much more on board. So for me, I believe in truly tailoring a treatment plan to each and every client. And while there are protocols available for all of us to use and access, I still think they're only a guide. And the person sitting in front of us is the person in the driver's seat and where we need to tailor our program to.
0: I think the wonderful thing about that approach, Brenda, is that what it really does, as you say, is put the patient in the driver's seat, is empower them. Because in my experience, clinically, one of the things that a lot of patients with chronic disease like cardiometabolic illness experience is disempowerment. Exactly. And with all the medications that they're on, and as
1: we know with orthodox medicine, uh, they are often put on multiple medications because they see different specialists for different systems. I completely believe that there is a place for orthodox medicine and with my nursing and medical background, I know that to be absolutely true. What I like about natural therapies, though, is that they can either support the orthodox medicines to do their job even better They can support the client to potentially be on fewer medications and whatever medications they are on, they can support the client to be on as low a dose as needed. With cardiometabolic illness, generally clients are on multiple medications. They may be on two or three antihypertensives, not just one. They may come to me already on a statin as well. They may come with uh, other medications for the gut, for the kidneys, a whole multitude of medications. And as we're working through their program, we're having to take all of that into consideration and understand what the medications have been doing to the body from a side effect perspective and from a detoxification perspective, as well as supporting them to do their their job in the body.
0: That's a fantastic approach. And, you know, I mean, I agree with you that I, I would say orthodox or conventional medicine, you know, has a place. I think it's really a though, about seeing it as not necessarily the first point of call, you know, nutrition and and good, healthy living should be the first port of call, but that there is a place for those pharmaceutical interventions as required. I
1: agree. I agree. And I think nowadays, you know, certainly with a lot of chronic illness, when people come to us, they're not coming to us as their primary care person. They're coming to us because they've done some research or they've been told by somebody or just been talking to somebody, you know, why don't you try some uh, natural therapies and see what it can potentially do for you? There are not many people that come to us pre-diagnosis so to speak. So those you know the few that do it's fantastic but at the same time part of our job and our duty of care is to also make sure that we refer people on for further testing where it's needed so that uh, we don't miss anything as well. So for me when they do come in giving them that sense of comfort because a lot of Clients do want to come off as many medications as possible, or be on as low doses as possible, and I find that the more we can educate them as to why they're on the medications, what their body is doing, and that the symptoms that they're experiencing are not the problem, the symptoms are only their body's expression of what the problem actually is, and how we can then tackle the problem. For example, bringing down the inflammation that's in their body, bringing down the acidity, supporting the stress that's in their body, supporting the nutritional deficiencies that they're probably experiencing, supporting their gut function and their liver function, and that nothing is in isolation. And I find that a lot of clients sit down And as we're talking, and I sit there with a piece of paper, a blank piece of paper and a pen in my hand, I'm still a paper and pen practitioner. I don't do anything on the computer that way. Mm -hmm. And I put the pieces of the puzzle together. They start to understand just what's going on in their body and how if we go by a step-by-step approach, they can start getting results.
0: That's a great way of approaching it with patients. And again, I can see how that would be very empowering for a lot of patients. Because as you say, education is really a cornerstone of of helping patients feel like they have control of their own condition. Absolutely.
1: And I think it also comes down to the type of client we attract. So for myself... I, because I attract so much chronic illness, which I really love, to me it's a jigsaw puzzle and I'm helping the client put all the pieces together so that they can understand what's going on, I don't really attract the acute cases to my practice. So a large part of the job that I do is spent in educating. And I feel that that is such a vital part that while I absolutely get their history and what's going on for them, what's even more important to me is how their diagnosis, how their symptoms, how their life has been affected by what has been going on for them, so that we can then assist them to the best of our ability in getting back to a quality of life that is realistic for them.
0: And actually, Brenda, I mean, I think That's an interesting place maybe for us to to start exploring something that you mentioned earlier, the fact that sometimes you have to look at patients' emotional well-being as part of this. You also talked about how you look at stress as part of your holistic treatment of patients. Could you comment a little bit on what kind of emotional experiences or stressful experiences you find um, are most common in patients with cardiometabolic disease? Sure. Thank you. I have found that when I start
1: working with a client, I will always ask them if they're interested in understanding about the metaphysical aspects of the body because each organ has its own emotional connection to it or its own interpretation. And I will also ask them where they're at emotionally and how they deal with stress. And the reason that I do that, as I explain to my clients, is there's no condition that doesn't have an emotional connection to it. It doesn't mean that they have to, in inverted commas, go there in the first appointment or even the second appointment. Often it's just planting a seed. However, A lot of clients I have found when I've started talking with them about all of this stuff, for want of a better word.
0: Yeah.
1: So many of them have turned around to me and said, I was not surprised when I got my diagnosis. It's almost as though they knew something wasn't right and they knew that their body had to do something in order to get their attention. Their struggle has been often that because they've been looked at as one system instead of a whole, Mm. they haven't known how to go about working with it. And because Orthodox medicine, as good as it is, only sees people in a one dimensional way without seeing how one thing affects another thing, they're often left floundering. Whereas when we actually start the process of unraveling the ball of wool, that I call it, they start to see all the different aspects that have led to this point.
0: And it's interesting because, I mean, even if you look at it from a purely scientific point of view, I've read some really fascinating research where they're showing that there's a correlation between, you know, depression, sadness, grief, and heart disease, or where there's a correlation between anger and, uh, you know, cardiovascular disease. So, you know, have you seen these same patterns in your clinical practice?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And if we understand scientifically as well, with any type of anger or stress or... Discomfort, with the cortisol, for example, that's released, what do we know that that does straight away? Inflammation,
0: mm-hmm.
1: constriction, yeah. pressure, decreased detoxification, decreased thyroid function, decreased immunity, acidity. The vicious cycle begins and until we're able to put a stop to that vicious cycle, which we're so lucky that we can do that. It's very hard for a person to be to come out of it. Because what I found is that their set point changes, and the smallest irritation can cause a huge reaction. Mm. And we need to bring them down step by step to a basic set point again and calm down that cortisol response. Calm down the fight and flight response or bring them back from adrenal exhaustion, which so many of them are in. Stop the continually uh, exacerbating inflammation that's happening in the system. Bring down the pressure in their pipes, which will bring down their blood pressure. Support the cholesterol in their body. And, you know, without the cholesterol, we don't have the building blocks for our stress hormones or our sex hormones. So a lot of people on statins, they suffer as well because they often find they're not dealing as well with stress because their cholesterol's been lowered to a point where they don't have enough building block.
0: That's a really fascinating correlation to see. And it does make sense, but it's really sad to think that people don't understand that that could be a a second tier side effect almost of the medication they're on.
1: Correct, correct. And what we're so lucky with in in our field is that there's so much that we can offer the clients to start bringing them back to a state of balance because the body doesn't want to be unwell. The body wants to be well, as I explained to them. And all our body is trying to do or all their body is trying to do is whatever it can to try and keep that balance homeostatic state happening. Unfortunately, in its attempt to do that, it just makes the body more and more unwell, more and more rigid, and more and more dysfunctional. However, we can 100% bring people back to a state of balance that is as best as possible for them.
0: And maybe, Brenda, we can just briefly explore a concept that you've touched on a couple of times. Like you've talked about the fact that patients um, can experience cardiometabolic disease if they're quite acidic and that, you know, being really stressed can worsen acidity and also that being acidic can worsen your experience of stress. Would you maybe tell us a little bit more about how you manage that um, metabolic acidosis in your patients?
1: Absolutely. As I explained to my clients, if we don't address the inflammation and the acidity, nothing else that we do will be of long term benefit. The reason for that is that inflammation in the body acts as its own metabolic organ and it impairs the effective functioning of every other aspect. What we also know is that when there is chronic inflammation and acidity, it directly affects the internal functioning of the cell. We also know that stress and cortisol exacerbates the inflammation and the vicious cycle continues. So to break, start breaking that cycle, if we were to look at diet, it would be doing as much of an anti-inflammatory diet as possible. In other words, coming off certainly wheat, hopefully gluten, cow's dairy, sugar and alcohol. What we also know though, is that if stress, as I said before, exacerbates inflammation, when we're working with our clients or when I'm working with my clients, if coming off too much coffee or alcohol, or even sugar is going to exacerbate their stress, we have to do it more slowly because we understand what stress does in the body. And I know that that might sound, you know, well, hold on a moment, you're a naturopath. How can you be saying to somebody, it's okay to still have some alcohol? Well, I've learned in practice that we can still get fantastic results over a period of time if we allow the client to go step by step so that we can help the stress in their body and the inflammation. What I've also known is that if we can use particular remedies or therapies to help the trauma that is often locked in the cells while we're working with decreasing the inflammation and the acidity, that can help a great deal because we can help unlock some of that cellular rigidity and trauma. I use alkalizing mineral citrates as one of my first go-to therapies to support my clients. I can also use magnesium to support my clients. And I also use herbal and homeopathic anti-inflammatory preparations to support the inflammation and acid that's that's in my clients.
0: Well, I have to say, Brenda, that that's been a really fascinating discussion and you shared with us some fantastic clinical pearls. Thank you so much for your time today. And I also just wanted to say thank you to those of you who tuned into our podcast today. We hope you found our discussions interesting and useful. Please join us again next week for another Biopractica professional podcast episode. To continue the conversation or find out more about our products and educational resources, please head to biopractica.com.au. Biopractica, empowering healthcare professionals.